you're living far, far away, let's say in India, and you're constantly aware of everything that you do or say because you are terrified of offending the local people. It takes a lot of energy. Until the moment when you realize that not only is it easier just to be yourself, it also makes you much more authentic as a cultural ambassador. Your biggest lesson? Just be. You're listening to 2233, a podcast of exchange stories. This week, the sweetest rickshaw ride in Mumbai, the funniest man in India, and being dragged onto the dance floor. Join us on a journey from Colorado to India to learn that it just takes less energy to be real. It's 2233. We report what happens in the United States, warts and all. Exchanges shaped who I am. When you get to know these people, they're not quite like you. You read about them. They are people very much like ourselves. And oh, that's what we call cultural exchange. this rickshaw driver who uh, picked me up one day after I had gone to this, you know, random Buddhist meditation session. And um, it was just like a really awesome experience. But then I got in his rickshaw and it's decked out. It is decked out in all these posters, pictures, everything. Um, And he's got like hand sanitizer and um, little, he's got chai for five cents in his rickshaw. Like he has everything, his Wi-Fi on board, like everything. And so this man is like, hey, how's it going? You know, where are you going to? We tell him and then we start looking around and I realize that it says all or 50% of proceeds go to cancer patients. And I was like, what? This, this man probably makes, you know, very little throughout the month being a rickshaw driver, but he donates 50% to cancer. Like, I don't believe it. I was very skeptical at first. So we start talking to him more and like, in the rickshaw, I'm like looking up videos of him, of his interviews with CNN and all these places. And just talking to him, you can just get like such a general feel of a person. Um, and he was the most giving, caring, and hilarious man I met in India. My name is Patty, Patty Esch. I'm from uh, Colorado. I went to school in Arizona. I did my Fulbright in 2017 to 2018. I'm a student researcher. Um, I studied liver cancer and how genetic predisposition to liver cancer is distributed or affects populations in India differently. Um, And I was in Mumbai for my research. So I spent three months in Pune doing uh, language studies. I studied Marathi, and then I spent six months in Mumbai.
and I decided that that wasn't enough of an interaction for me. So I asked him if I could invite him over for lunch or whatever could happen. And he said, no, 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 of course not. You can come to my house. Um, you should come to my house and meet my wife and my daughter and my, my son won't be there because he's in school, but I would love for you to come and meet my family. And I was, I really forced the issue. I was like, no, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna meet these people. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like hang out with you more. Um, so he invited us over to his house and it was, it was a friend and I, and he invited us over to his house and I lived in a pretty expat heavy part of Mumbai, um, Bandra is the location. and. Um, he lived just on the outskirts of Bandra, a place that I had never been, never even knew existed. And we met him there and his family hosted us for this amazing dinner. Um, and we talked about everything. We, we sat there for, for hours, so many hours that my friend and I had had plans to meet up that night and she texted me and I didn't see my phone and she was freaking out because she knew that I was going to this random rickshaw driver's house for dinner and she thought that I had gotten kidnapped or something. I just remember sitting on the floor in their tiny, tiny apartment that's painted this beautiful, brilliant green color and they decide to paint it a different color every year. Um, and the wife, you know, had gotten home from work when she works with um, helping women get access to grants and um, understanding government schemes. Like she does this amazing work. She came home early to cook dinner um, and made this amazing dinner for us. That was something I've never had before. And I had lived in Maharashtra for like nine months at this time, eight months. Um, and we sat on the floor sharing dinner, sharing stories. Um, my friend spoke Marathi and Hindi. Um, and so we were able to translate pretty well between all of us. And it was just like the most amazing experience. Um, we learned a lot from them. We tried to give him some like business advice because he deserves so much, <laughs> so much for what he does. Um, but I think just, I realized that like, Food is such a connection for people, is to sit together, share a meal over a couple of hours of time and, and learn about each other. My partner came from the U.S. to visit, and uh, we went. We got invited to his coworker's wedding. Um, his coworker was getting married in Chennai, so we got to go to this wedding. And we're at the the first day, or no, the third day, I guess, of the wedding. And it's the the groom's procession. So he rides up on this horse, super like magical, and he, you know, he's going up to greet the bride and the bride's family, and all of his family and his friends are dancing around him um, and it's Chennai so it's hot sweaty my leg hurts and I'm like oh no way am I dancing you know people pull my partner into the crowd and and they're like oh do you have to dance you have to dance and it's mostly men at this point so I'm kind of just standing in the background um, but one of my favorite memories is um, this elderly couple who were probably in their you know like 80s um, they they spot me 
because I'm like a neon sign at this wedding, you know, the only foreigner there. Um, and they spot me and they drag me onto the dance floor, into the procession. And um, they're just dancing with such vigor and such youth, more than I've ever seen anyone dance with. And it was just like, you know, they're making sure that everyone is dancing, that everyone is included in this, in this moment. And um, it was just a really awesome opportunity to to just let loose and to, to not be such a foreigner. Like no one cared what you were doing, the way you were moving. It's just sharing the space and sharing the energy and, and feeling the music. And it was such a happy experience. Like I forgot about everything else. You know, I had all these reservations about like, oh, I don't want to like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to like, you know, dance wrong. I don't want to dance because my leg hurts. Like it was all these things. And um, I think in the end, um, this taught me a greater lesson like throughout my Fulbright experience was that it takes less energy to just be real like it takes less energy to just be who you are and you know whatever excuses you want to come up with like to not do something they're not as good as the experience you'll have when you do decide to do something it's it's easy to get caught up in the oh but I shouldn't or I should you know and and to just like just be just be who you are and that was one of the like the best things that I learned. As a cultural ambassador, you go into a place not doing as much research as you can, right? Reading as many books, talking to as many people. But um, I think the the best way to to be a cultural ambassador is to is to to be yourself, you know, like, um, I stopped saying like key phrases, key West coast phrases that I have because I was like, Oh, people might not understand what I'm saying. Like they might not understand, you know, my specific dialect. And I tried to say things a certain way. And, and I think you, to a certain level, you have to do that and you kind of adapt to that. But, um, you're there to share your culture while you take some. So, um, when I realized that when I wasn't being comfortable in who I was and I was trying to be this like perfect American representation, I wasn't being enough of an American representation because I was just trying to be this like reflective mirror, you know, to them. Um, and so after I realized that I was kind of holding back in being who I was, um, I needed to let go. And, and at that moment, I became more of a, more of a cultural ambassador than I think I would have ever been um, because I started saying things like for sure or like showing people my my favorite TV shows and like um, taking dragging people to like movies with me or um, sharing really good books that might not have like the most context in India but like um, just sharing these like small moments of who I am um, was really important. Twenty two thirty three is produced by the Collaboratory, an initiative within the US State Department's Bureau of Educational and Cultural Affairs, better known as ECA. My name's Christopher Wurst. I'm the director of the Collaboratory. 2233 is named for Title 22, Chapter 33 of the U.S. Code, the statute that created ECA. 
and our stories come from participants of U.S. government-funded international exchange programs. In this episode, Patty Esch told us about her Fulbright experiences in India. For more about ECA exchanges, including the Fulbright program, check out eca.state.gov. We also encourage you to subscribe to 2233. You can do that wherever you find your podcasts. And of course, we would love to hear from you. And you can write to us anytime, write early, write often to ECA Collaboratory at state.gov. That's E-C-A-C-O-L-L-A-B-O-R-A-T-O-R-Y at state.gov. Special thanks this week to Patty for taking us aboard the coolest rickshaw on the planet. I did the interview with her and also edited this episode. Featured music during this segment was Haratanya Shri by Veena Kinhal. Music at the top of each episode is Sebastian by How the Night Came, and the end credit music is Two Pianos by Tagir Lius. Until next time, 